quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. This episode is sponsored by Byheart. Byheart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. Byheart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. Byheart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of controlled parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connected parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments, but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Understanding Big Emotions is my online course designed to teach you how to be empathic, most especially in those hard emotional moments. Learning to be an empath was so hard for me as I didn't learn it growing up. I had to teach myself. Over years of practice and training, I finally figured it out. And now I want to teach you this life-changing parenting tool. UBE is only out until tomorrow, and we're not sure exactly when it's going to return. So head over to the show notes or the link in my IG bio to find out all the details of the five-module video course complete with its own Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you there. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm glad you're here to learn more and try new things as you embark on this long and important parenting journey. I want to read a message from a parent and thank them and all of you who have sent such lovely DMs and emails. An Instagram follower said this recently. Thank you so much. I love your work. It has deeply and tremendously helped me. I truly appreciate you and the gifts you share. Thank you so very much. My heart is overflowing. Thank you to all the listeners out there, and thanks for being here. Last week, I posted a list of 10 things to be more connected on my Instagram feed. Number four was always let your children win. Boy, did I get a lot of questions. I had DMs and emails and comments, so many, I could not respond to them all. Most of the people who were questioning this idea We're worried that if you don't let your kids lose at home, they'll be unable to handle loss when they get into the real world. And to take it a step further, some were concerned 
that they would throw tantrums in the workplace if they didn't get a promotion or their feelings were not listened to. I want to talk about two things in this podcast. One, the idea of winning and losing and how we give our kids space to learn this with dignity and ways they will want to play instead of just win. And two, this idea that we have to prepare our kids for the harsh real world by being harsh, because the only way they will learn to understand and to navigate a harsh world is by subjecting them to harshness, because if they don't experience it, then they will not know what to do when the time comes that something harsh happens to them. So let's go back first to winning and losing. And let me just say that when I began parenting, I was of the mind that you would play a game and I would play it with my adult mind and using my own strategies. And if my kids lost, then that was just how things unraveled. In that way, what was I modeling? I was modeling that I valued winning because I played to win and I wasn't willing to be flexible around that. So I always used to really win. And so often Esme would try to cheat so that she could win because she was so craving to win a game. And she would cheat so that she could feel better around this quote unquote playtime, which ended up not really being playtime because it was just me beating everybody. And I would then call her out on her cheating. And I would embarrass her and I'd make her start over. And I wanted her to adhere to all the rules and how dare she do that. And that was lying. And then it would be this huge uproar and huge upset where we were trying to play a game. And I was so confused. I couldn't understand it. I was like, if she would just follow the rules, then we would be able to get through this game well. If she'd just be a good loser, then everything would be fine. But she didn't know how to be a good loser because she was so young. So she would become very upset and she wouldn't have the resiliency to overcome the idea of losing. So once I changed the way I played, once I allowed her a place to win, over time, she didn't crave to win or wasn't balled over by losing because I modeled that losing wasn't an upset for me, that in the end, we were just playing to have fun and that I would joke with her, oh, you always get me, man, I don't know how to play Uno anymore and let her feel victorious so that we were actually playing to have fun and she could feel good about herself because she could win. Kids can't always win. And they won't. There are lots of opportunities in life for kids to lose. The classroom is a good place for kids to lose. If they have siblings, it's a good place where they can lose. Teens and competitions, lots of places to lose. So let us be the place they can win. Let us be the place that they can feel safe to win and be victorious and build their self-esteem. This is it, last call for Understanding Big Emotions online course. After today, it will no longer be available. So head over to the show notes and begin your journey into becoming the strong, calm, and ardent supporter of your children while they're going through those upsetting times and difficult moments. Learn how to help them self-regulate, instill resilience, and find out the secret power of empathy. I look forward to seeing you in the live Q&A and the private Facebook group. If you want to know more about winning and losing, you can look into the work of Alfie Cohen, The Case Against Competition, and he also has the book, The Myth of the Spoiled Child. 
And he makes the case for cooperative playing as opposed to pitting one against each other, competitive playing, and how kids actually do better, perform better, feel better if they are cooperative in their play. You can also check out my other podcast on winning. It's episode 34. And Gem and I really talk about winning and losing and kind of the intricacies of that. And we go into a lot more depth. But I wanted to address that here as a way to get to a bigger, more challenging, conventional thought, the idea of preparing our kids for the cruel world. How do we do that? Because the world is harsh, and there's no doubt about that. How do we prepare them for navigating the harsh society? Is it being harsh, especially when children are young and vulnerable and inexperienced? Do we want to subject them to harshness? I'm of the mind that the way in which we prepare our children for the difficult nature of this world is by making sure they have resiliency because harsh and hard and difficult things are going to happen. But how do we build in this mechanism for them that they can go through harsh things and then come out the other side? I think most people would agree that we want our children to be resilient. We want them to encounter difficult things and we want them to be able to recover from those things. But how do we do that? Do we think that just giving them difficult things means that they will know how to navigate, especially with immature brains and inexperienced lives? This is something that happens over time. Over time, our children will experience things that are hard, like losing. And believe me, there are lots of opportunities for them to lose or not get what they want. If we come to them using empathy, if we listen to their upsets when harsh or mean or difficult things happen, we give them a place to feel heard and understood. And this will allow them the space to be upset, but also recover with confidence. They won't expect this treatment from their bosses or maybe even their friends, or maybe even their teachers, but they will know over time that this treatment and understanding is something that they get from the very special people in their lives, their parents. And if we grow them up with this kind of experience, we're creating a foundation that isn't going to let harshness dive in there and chip away at them because they're going to have big self-esteem and they're going to feel good about themselves. The other way we instill resiliency is by not parenting using any shame, because shame is the opposite of resiliency. Shame can be felt when we lose, and so there are many opportunities in life for children to feel shame. However, if we give them an upbringing free from shame, we are also allowing the tenets of resiliency to be learned. And resiliency can't be learned if our kids are too busy trying to overcome all the shame. Too much shame and no resiliency equals an inability to navigate the harsh world. So I don't know if harshness really is preparing our kids for a harsh world. I think soft, shame-free environment creates a kid who has lots of self-esteem, who can go out in the world and have rocks thrown at them and be able to come back okay. Although we cannot erase all the shame our children will feel in a larger world, we can eradicate it from our homes. And this includes winning. This is just a little tiny place where we can give them the feeling of victory or power and boost their self-esteem. 
especially while they're young. By the time they get older, they're not going to worry about winning. It's not going to be something that they crave or need because we've given it to them. I can say, having parented this way for nearly eight years, it is all coming full circle now for me. So I'm not as worried anymore. And I know I was worried too. I thought, I'm really taking the leap of faith by not preparing my kid for the real world and by not giving them consequences, by not punishing them. But I can tell you that this stuff really works. Esme goes to an all-girls Catholic school. She chose the school, not us. And she knew full well of the conventional ways in which it operated. She is by no means a conventional kid on any level. She's a very non-conventional kid, but she wanted to go to an all-girls school. And so this was what she chose. And she navigates the control and the punitive nature and all the things that I don't recommend or I subscribe to or necessarily she subscribes to. But she knows and has so much resilience and she can recognize what and how she wants to be and also knows there are places that may not be the way that she thinks they should or the way that she wants them to be, but she has enough self-esteem and self-worth to be able to navigate them. And she can also navigate losing quite well. So she's figured out that the world is harsh, but she's okay in that harsh world because she has resiliency. And the only reason she has resiliency is because she was given it at an early age so that she could build that self-esteem up and things won't take her down as much. So in closing, I guess, just give kids a place to win when you can. All the times that you can allow them to win is an opportunity for them to build their self-esteem and to shy away from shame. You have a home that is free of shame and free of punishments and free of this punitive nature. You're building in this foundation for your kids that will help them navigate the harsh world later on. Okay, I think that's all for now. We also have a podcast on shame. I look forward to connecting with you in the online world. And thanks so much for being here. Much love. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.